When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North knows it's been a long winter. Time to dream about the warm weather ahead at the 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Returning to the Minneapolis Convention Center, February 24th through the 26th. For a very limited time, you can get tickets for half price. Visit scorenorth.com right now and use the keyword golfer to save 50% on admission. Your admission ticket also gets you 14 rounds of free golf. Visit scorenorth.com keyword golfer to get this limited deal. See you at the show. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome in. Welcome into my... uh, my beige room here, moving into a new place of beige walls that need to be decorated with my beige dog sitting next to me here. To say. Dog's been good today. Yeah, she, uh, she, she only, only barked once. It's kind of tough because we literally had her. We had Maya at two different La Quinta inns as we drove across the mountains. We had, uh, we had a La Quinta inn in Bozeman, and then we had a La Quinta inn in Fargo. Very nice hospitality. Although the one in Fargo, uh, there must have been seventy-five youth hockey families staying there. Pizza Sounds party, right. pool party, oh, and sure. oh, Maya Mackie was wondering yep. were all these rugrats sprinting up and down the hallways until one o'clock in the morning. But but uh, she's hanging in there. You guys ever uh, you guys ever partake in La Quinta Inn? Judd and I used to stay at the La Quinta Inn in Fort Myers, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we they're room. not a sponsor of the show, but I just hey, I always have decent experiences at La Quinta Inns. You know? Yeah, we're open for business if you want. Laquinta Inn. Yeah, Laquinta Inn. Come on. Come aboard, Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily. Uh, Judd, it's Pecking Order Tuesday here. We love to rank things on this show. And so um, why don't you uh, take the ball here and run and rank things however you see fit? So I was driving around a couple of days ago. And you know how occasionally stuff will just hit you in, like, like you all of a sudden think of an idea and you're not quite sure why? Like it wasn't. You, it wasn't like you were purposely trying to do it, but I'm driving around, and I also you, were, you think, weren't purposely trying to think of ideas. Is, yeah, but, no, but no, I was just you. driving. You're I'm just driving zoned out, and I'm listening to like Sirius or something, and I'm zoned out, and all of a sudden it hit me. We talk about, and rightfully so, we have talked about the Twins' epic playoff losing streak a ton, and it deserves it. It deserves it. But I began thinking about other Minnesota sports issues similar to that that basically get ignored, like okay. like like monumental things. So I came up with, with a very small list. It's just three, but they're all worthy of note, and they're all like – and it's not like, you know, the Vikings – Super Bowl skid or lo- defeats because we've talked about that a ton. We've talked about their losses. There's like in... the- themes that we yeah shine a spotlight on. Yes, kind of exactly okay. right. Okay. And so I came up with three, and here is from my list from the bottom on up. Here is my three. Okay, the third fact. If you think about this too, I mean these are all things that when I stopped and gave them some thought, I was like. 
that's really impressive for the most part not good but it's impressively uh it, it's surprising i guess is the best word to use okay all right so the third one is this not only does the now self-proclaimed state of hockey not have a stanley cup in its history but it has only now made two Stanley Cup Finals appearances in 48 combined years of the North Stars and Wild. The Wild's not new now. The Wild's been around since 2000, okay? Yeah. The North Stars made 17 playoff appearances and went 80 and 86 in said playoffs in 26 years before they moved to Dallas. The Wild, 12 playoff appearances over 22 seasons is 32 and 58 and they have won four playoff series total including two back in 2003 okay so the wild and north stars if you combined them in the playoffs in nearly 50 seasons of the national hockey league being in this state have a winning percentage of 438 state of hockey man state of hockey it's the state of hockey yeah step our game up but i mean we don't one, we don't have a Stanley Cup ever in 48 years. 48 yeah. years is enough time to win, like, let's say, one. It's hard to – it's it's kind of it's kind Think of embarrassing because we, we take so much pride in hockey from all levels. I mean, I, as I was just telling you, you know, La Quinta Inn in Fargo, and you see all these, all these parents spending thousands of dollars a year on their kids to play hockey, and, like, and yeah. that's in North Dakota technically, but, you know, close enough. Um I feel like we need a Stanley Cup championship to really validate calling ourselves the state of hockey, you know? I feel it's like a, you're right. <laughs> yes. And uh, and I don't know that it's coming this year, but Kaprizov seems like the type of player that could be the one that pushes you finally to that level, if you, as long as you keep building out the rock. So I'm on one hand, like, yes, this is a very depressing thing, and I had not thought much about this. We think about the Vikings never winning a Super Bowl. Like the fact that the state of hockey... Uh, two franchises have only been to the Stanley Cup Finals twice in over a half century, uh, but the but the positive there is that K- Kirill Kaprizov seems like the type of player that you could envision a couple teeth missing while he holds up the Stanley Cup skating around XL Energy Center. I could see this if I if I think hard enough. You know, if you uh, like to rile up the Kirk Cousins Crusaders on Twitter, I, I fired out a tweet yesterday comparing that the Wild should take notes on the Wolves from last night, how they closed out the game on some great defense from McDaniels and Anthony Edwards, and I called Minnesota the state of hoops, being cheeky instead of the state of hockey. And all oh, some hockey fans do not like uh, the state of hoops moniker being uh, being the, being in place instead well, of the it state is of a, hockey. It is a very popular. What what was the Cousins tie-in? I was just saying, you're riling riling people up up like I rile up Cousins Crusaders. Okay. I don't think I rile up Cousins Crusaders. I think I tweet out facts about the Vikings, (laughs) and some people have problems sort of coping with those facts. That's how I see it. But if this this town, and Phil and I have talked about this on numerous occasions, if you give them good basketball teams, it's a great basketball town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Target Center, I'm excited now to to get, I mean, there's only like nine home games until the, well, they're going to play probably at least nine more home games after the regular season if they keep playing Clamps defense on the best scores in the NBA on the road like they did last night. Um, But yeah, it's it's funny because like most people know that there's never been a Stanley Cup hoisted here to get back to your, to your first point. But it's not something that you think about as consciously as maybe you think about the Vikings not having a Super Bowl or the Twins 
maybe it's because we're just beating the, those drums on our show too. It's like the Twins haven't won a playoff game in almost 20 years. That's really bad, but not as bad as the state of hockey. Basically never going to the championship series. Interesting. Well, and keep in mind, too, so the Wild, 22 years, 12 appearances in the playoffs, four series wins, but the two in 2003 were great fun, but that franchise was three yeah. years old, okay? So essentially, I mean, if you want to shine a light on how little the Parisi and Suter years meant to what we thought would be Stanley Cup runs, two playoff wins. Yeah. No, it's cool. it's incredible. It is uh, incredible. You know, all right. Like Fact number two. Speaking of basketball town, all right? I'm going to actually have some good news and some praise here, but, of course, going to have to balance that that out with the men's team. I'm afraid town. I've got some bad, bad news, news, Declan. And it's this. Bad news, Barrett. Bad news. Okay. The Minnesota Lynx, the WNBA's Lynx, have retired three numbers. In their history, Whalen's 13, Brunson's 32, Simone Augustus's 33 in 23 seasons. Maya Moore's 23 will be retired, I'm sure, very soon. Okay, so that's going to bring it up to four. The Timberwolves, and I know the Garnett thing has not worked out. I We can debate that. But anyway, the Wolves right now have retired one number in their history. And that was following the tragic death yeah. of Malik Seeley in a car accident. Okay, that is thirty-four years. Okay, so so let's say that that does not take place. You know that the world has changed. Seeley lives, and let's say Garnett, his twenty-one goes to the rafters. Let me repeat what the years are. Okay, the links. I think they were born in 1999, 23 years, have been able to not only win championships, but retire three going on four numbers. Ideally, Garnett's 21 is in the rafters in 34 years. Just think about the incredible lack of greatness, though, from that franchise, just with, like, not even record. Let's just talk about players. Yeah, and I think there's there's an alternate universe where if, managed and handled differently you know kevin love might if let's say kevin love had been like a 15-year franchise player not on the level of garnett and they and they found an anthony edwards type to pair with him or something and they make some playoff runs you know like kevin love's going to be celebrated for his career in cleveland i don't know if they raise his jersey to the rafters next to lebron's but a a career like that would have gone a long way in minnesota but it got botched from a personal relationship standpoint david khan it got botched because uh, the Wolves were just bad and injured and stuff and, and were cycling through coaches. You know, there's probably an alternate universe in which Carl Anthony Towns' jersey goes to the ra- – I think if, if he were to get traded this summer, which is a distinct possibility, I don't think they raise his jersey to the rafters, even though he's, like, leading them in all these different categories. Now, uh, a development on the Kevin Garnett front. So yeah. last night – and by the way, there will be a, a – I know you guys did a Judd's Hockey Show recapping – the wild game last night, uh, Kyle and I will do a flagrant howls today, too. So check that out on uh, the YouTube channel or the Mackie and Judd or flagrant howls podcast feed. But Kevin Garnett was watching that game last night. Mm-hmm. One of the more exciting Wolves games of the season. They had a 26 point lead at one point on a fully healthy and stocked Kyrie plus Luka Doncic Mavericks team. And then Kyrie just went unconscious like he hit like seven straight shots with a hand in his face from three or mid range. 
and 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 brought the Mavericks all the way back basically. And then the Wolves played clamps defense on those two guys. And KG after the game was over tweets. Wolves tightened up the laces on D. Don't underestimate culture shifters. Right. Dot, dot, dot. And I don't know if he's talking about D'Lo swapped out for Conley. Conley. Yeah, that's what Probably. it sounds like. Or, or Anthony Edwards and Jade McDaniels as like the, the KG Marbury culture shifters from 25 years ago. But the fact that KG has an eye on the Timberwolves, he's intrigued enough to tweet compliments. Maybe the next step is finally getting number 21 up in the Raptors, although I don't think he's going to agree to that until Glenn Taylor is officially <laughs> gone. So we have to wait at least another year, right? Till, isn't it uh, the end of 2023? Yes. when Hopefully. Uh, God willing. A-Rod and Lori kick in. So interesting, KG. Hopefully, if this whole thing works, if the sale works. I'm, I'm becoming, I've always been skeptical. I'm becoming more skeptical by the day. They made their payment in December. It's no, more of an A-Rod yet. issue. No, they deferred it. That they payment's not made it? yet. Yeah, to March. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it got deferred. Yeah. Now everyone's trying to say, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. But meanwhile, it's like, okay, there might be something to see here. Okay. Well, and maybe, it might not maybe, is, be is there as another... much of an A-Rod thing as we thought. Would you like to buy the team? I mean, you're back in town. Well, what's wrong with is Mark Laurie is all of his net worth just tied up in, like, I don't know property and I just business, know, business valuation or something? I, I just know that I think it was starting with that Sportico piece a couple of months ago that they deferred, that Glenn gave them permission to defer the payment. I mean, Glenn's at every game still. He's in well, the it's press like, room. You know, my wife and I, are, we're, we're about to buy a new couch, and you can, like, do... You you can do like no. payment, a payment plan. This would be like you can, you can you, defer payments uh, out on your new couch. You know, right? But that's what they're be, doing. They're just no, like this is no, afterpay. This is a firm. Just, like that's what yes, they're doing. Just to be very very yeah. clear, this would be like if you bought the couch and deferred payments, and then and then the couch folks came and said, "Okay, Phil, you deferred it to now, pay up." And you're like, uh, "How about in two months?" Oh. Well, and by the way, I'm not. I blame uh, your wife. I'm not Warren Buffett, so you know you, you shouldn't. I'm not the foremost authority on what you should do with your money. But if you if you have to, generally speaking, if you have to like defer payments on furniture, you probably shouldn't get that furniture. But I digress. And maybe that's the moral of the story for Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie here. If one year in you have to defer payments a few months because uh, you can't afford not the whole, not the whole payment, the second payment. Then maybe and we have a problem. The Suns get sold to some dude who basically comes in and writes a billion of you know four billion dollar check. He's like, and yeah, trades for, and then trades for. He has a bright yeah. idea in the middle of the night. So what if we traded for KD? Yeah, let's do that. Let's <laughs> make that happen. More money than God. Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, here's the first fact. Basketball, again, 
and it's wolves and lynx. Just to just to contextualize this, okay? Because like we always talk about the wolves, and yeah, they're they've been far too often a running joke. They're not good, but they've been here almost thirty-five years. In thirty-four seasons, the Timberwolves have made, and I'll just go through this as slow as possible because it hits you. The Timberwolves have made ten playoff appearances in thirty-four years, and eight were in consecutive years. Yeah. including seven that came to an end in the first round. In that time, so 34 years, they have won two playoff series, which both obviously came in the same year, and they are 20 and 38, a 345 winning percentage in the playoffs. Two of those wins, as I said, came in the same year. And just to combine it, the Wild and Wolves have combined for six playoff series win in their history outside of their best runs so like both of them had 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 one year great runs but like if you just strip those away and are like okay what's the consistency of this are you trying to just make us feel bad with with this right now no because i want to give you the links i want to give you the links no i think these are things that we need to bang the drum on more often that that we ignore and like the twins are probably like you're you're busting our chops, and we do, and you deserve it. Twins, in 23 years, the Lynx, 13 playoff appearances, they've won 16 series, they've won four titles, they are 42 and 25 in a league where, by the way, your playoff series are far shorter. So like your opportunity in the NBA, if and when you get to the playoffs, you you could have a lot of games. Yeah. It's just, when you look at the Wolves and Wild, the ineptitude overall, and then the playoff ineptitude, I think, avoids as much scrutiny as it deserves because it's been so complete, we've lost expectations. Yeah, I think apathy, well, what's hard with the hockey team is that they went away for like 10 years or eight or nine years or whatever it was. They they nuked a franchise, sent it to... To Dallas, and there was a yeah, and there was a whole generation, and I am in that generation. I was born in 1985. Uh I don't really remember the North. I went, I think I went to like one North Stars game as a seven year old or something. I don't remember the '91 trip to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, which is funny because I do. Well, I guess the '91 trip to the Finals would have been uh, like six, four months before the Twins. I do remember the Twins playing in the World Series. Vaguely, yeah, like spring, I remember that spring sitting in our living room and stuff, watching yep. like game six as yep. a six year old. So if you were born in 1985 or anywhere kind of in that neighborhood, you weren't really a North Stars fan. And then you grew up from 1993 to 2000. I was like a teenager. So you be you, you form your sports. Fa- so I think there's like there. It just it takes a while to get fans rabid again. And the Wild didn't, like, they didn't have superstar, they didn't have, they had Gabrick for a minute, but they didn't have, like, a superstar player to attach to um, until Parisian Suter. But they didn't really, like, grow those guys. They kind of bought those guys. So, yes. so, par- so part of this is it took them 20 years to find a homegrown, and by homegrown, I just mean organizationally homegrown superstar in Kirill Kaprizov. And so now there's going to be more, I think if they continue to sputter in the next few years, there will be more. It'll be 20 years of equity built up, a new generation of fans. The Timberwolves are kind of the opposite in that my age group got 
completely hooked on Kevin Garnett and Stefan Marbury and then the Cassell Sprewell teams. And those teams were good every year and they were going to the playoffs and they just couldn't figure out from a front office standpoint how to draft well and get a second superstar once Marbury left. Um, so I think there was some, I think there was a ton of passion about the Wolves failures for a while, but then when you're that irrelevant and that bad and embarrassing for 15 years, that's when they lost a generation of fans. So like both winter sports teams mm-hmm. in the one in the nineties and then one in the two thousands for different reasons, skipped a generation of fans. I think that's the biggest takeaway yes. here. Yes, and you that's... could say, well, maybe the Twins kind of did too, but the Twins won a World Series in 91. And I guess, I don't know, maybe there's just something about baseball. Can they, and they came back 10 years later with the, you know, the contraction team. Right. It doesn't feel like they skipped a generation of fans, though, because maybe they bought some equity with the World Series championship and, and you still got to watch Puckett. Like, as a kid, I don't really remember Puckett much in the World Series, but I remember like watching him as a kid. They sure. had a superstar player that you could watch throughout most of the 90s. So, I don't know. That's my harebrained logic anyways. Dex? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I remember more of like the second half. Like, I, I remember Marbury, like of the Wolves side. Like, I remember Marbury. I think even my brother had a Marbury jersey. So, I, I, as I became a conscious sports fan, like that was towards the end of that run. And I, fa- I think, in fact, we talked about this on a Minnesota Sports Rewind I think my first ever sporting event was when the Wolves beat the Chicago Bulls for the first time in franchise history. And I was like four. I was like four or five years old because I would have been like, what, 97? And I was born in 92. So, yeah, I would have been like four or five years old. And I loved those Wolves runs. I mean, those Wolves runs were great. And the wild one run to the conference finals was a lot of fun because I was like 12, 11. So I was really conscious and knew a lot of those players. Uh, But it is kind of interesting to like when you think about how – the Wolves were hooked because of KG, and the Wild were hooked because it was fun, it was sexy, and it was a fun little cute run to start. But then, I mean, Martin Havlett was like the most exciting Wild player in 2008, yeah. dude. Like, that's brutal. Brutal to catch. Yeah, and that's why, like, right now, I feel like even though it's, it's like everything you just laid out is accurate about the Wolves and the Wild and just the the inability to even give us a little conference finals <laughs> taste and flirtation, just take us, take us to the championship series. Like, with the Wild, you can kind of fathom it because hockey is a little bit more volatile in the playoffs. You could sort of see, yeah, I could, okay, they get hot, or Marc-Andre Fleury you know, has one last run in him. With the Wolves, even as they ascend with Anthony Edwards, it's still so hard based on their organizational history to even envision them playing in the NBA Finals because the level of basketball that you see is so different than what you usually see with the Wolves. Right. But both franchises have the young superstar that's ideally going to be around for like 10 years that fans fall in love with. Uh, you know, they're, they're at least competitive and have some peripheral pieces around them. Boldy Jade McDaniels over here that could, that could, uh, you know, play along eight to 10 of those years with the, the young superstar. So I'm, I'm very hopeful for these winter teams, but um, it's hard not to be a little jaded and cynical. If you've lived through it for the last two or three decades, indeed. I feel like the playoff ineptitude gets too big a pass because the overall ineptitude, especially from the Wolves, has been so high. But the one thing that we know is making the playoffs in both leagues is not, like, impossible. A finals is tough. I'll yeah. go there. But I just find it I find it particularly funny that we refer to this now as the state of hockey, for instance, and there's not a Stanley Cup here. There's not one Stanley Cup. And again... It's a combined nearly 50 years. Yeah. Nearly 50 years of the National 
Hockey League in this town, and you have made it to the Stanley Cup Finals twice, and it's never been with a team where we said, okay, that's a great team. It's always been these, the, both North Stars runs, 81 and 91, were really fun, but they were also this surprise. Like, wouldn't you like to see a team put together that, oh, man, they made it to the finals. Yeah, you nice. know what? They're that good. Yeah. So, you know, you know, as I watched the bleeping Bruins and Celtics again this winter, just beat the crap out of every opponent, what I say is, I'll just take one of those, okay? Just it, give me the one helping of, of Bruins hockey. Give me that. It is not crazy. I'll speak for the Wolves for a second because l- last night was like, by the way, that's the, that was Judd's pecking order there. Uh, that's a wrap on the the three storylines that maybe don't get talked about as much as uh, Vikings futility and Twins futility. But last night was like, of the, what, 50 games or 55, 60 games they played this season, that was one of the five most fun Wolves-watching experiences. You had ball movement. Yes, they lapsed and gave up. They blew like 20 points off of a 26-point lead, but... You had Anthony Edwards doing Anthony Edwards things. Jaden McDaniels clamps defense. Um, you had Rudy Gobert playing one of the best games he's played all season. Didn't miss a shot because all of them were just dunks and putbacks. And uh, and then in the end, like you know, you've seen so many Wolves games where oh here we go, they're about to blow a fifteen or twenty point lead, and the wheels come off, and then right. and then the adults in the room step up. Mike Conley, yep. I think Anthony Edwards has become an adult in the room, and, and Chris Finch too. The adults in the room step up and say, no, nah, sorry, Kyrie. Nice hot stretch there. You scored 21 points, but uh, we're going to clamp you real quick here. Just going to gonna sneak by you, clamp you there real quick, and we're going to win this game. So like games like last night make you feel like, wow, we're still four years away from Anthony Edwards' prime and Jaden McDaniels' prime. Um, it just it, it makes you feel like there's some good stuff here on the horizon. And that's why you can't dismiss culture. That's why you can't dismiss actual the, the, the human beings that also make up the team. Look, yes. a star player or two, awesome. Awesome. And Ant is great. But the reality is, you know, Mike Conley in a moment like that is a preferable presence. He might not be a preferable player, but he's a preferable presence to D'Lo. And the reality of this conversation when it comes to playoff games with cat is this how does he process it you know because when he melts down when he throws the ball down when he yells at officials that does not help a moment like that it only adds fuel to the fire so that is why the actual roster construction in the locker room on the court but not just the playing becomes so important and for those who dismiss it oh delo's great delo's fantastic Okay, you might be when he's going good, but when things don't go well for him, what does he do? Well, God, there's so many things out there because I don't think just with my travels last week um, and our show schedules, did did we we didn't really get into some of the D'Lo reporting that like John Krasinski went on Dan Barrero's radio show and started kind of opening up about how D'Lo would openly clown Rudy Gobert in the locker room and like, it was an uncomfortable vibe among players and coaches and. Or they would he he would chirp him on the court and stop passing to him and stuff. It's like, dude, I get it. The front office just plopped a fifty million dollar thing here onto this roster that went to the playoffs last year. But this is your team, and he is a good player. He's not the most uh, agile offensive player, but he's one of the best defensive players in the league. By the way, the statistics would bear that out when he's on the court for the Timberwolves. 
And if you're going to resort as a as an adult grown man who's been in the league for seven or eight years, and you're on like your fourth or fifth team for a reason, and you're going to openly clown him, I mean that that to me that's enough to make the D'Lo for Conley straight up trade worthwhile. And the Wolves got some picks, and the Wolves got some salary cap help being able to carry over that contract slot another year. Um, the other thing you mentioned, Carl Anthony Towns, something interesting from last night's game. I don't, it's just neither here nor there, but Mike Conley at the end had a chance that the Wolves, I think were up two and Conley hit the first free throw to make it three, but then he bricked the second free throw or maybe he, I think he bricked the second free throw and the Mavericks called timeout is what happened. And then that's when the final sequence played out. So Mike Conley, 35 years old, the dude has played in a bazillion playoff games. He's played on a bunch of 50, 55 win teams. Eh, he missed a he missed a free throw, not ideal, and it kept the lead at three for the Timberwolves. He's walking back to the huddle, and Carl uh, Anthony Towns in street clothes is coming out like, "Hey, no, it's okay, it's okay." Like he's trying to console Mike Conley, like it's all good, like it's okay. And it's like, dude, Conley was as stoic as any player. Like, Conley didn't need Carl Anthony Towns' <laughs> consolation. After missing that free throw last night. But. He did the same after the loss. <laughs> I think it was on Friday. Cat uh, did the same type of thing with Ant. But it's that's okay, dude. Where, it's all good. It's like, but that's I'm where fine. it's important. He he realizes who he is now. Like well, he that's where he does. But yeah, no, he doesn't. But that, but, but again, I think that's going to become a problem because, yeah. you know, Cat, like to your point, he's trying to be Kareem. He's trying to be Cap, right? I'm the captain of the team. No, really, you're not. And don't worry about it. Just do your job now. That the, the dynamic here, and it's, you know, and the Wolves have played kind of, they've been kind of win-loss, 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 although they are, this there's like a, what, an 11-game stretch going back three weeks against all playoff teams in the West, and then Orlando, who is 19-14 and 14 since their bad start. So they're playing like a playoff team. And the Wolves went 7-4 and four over that stretch. They've gone kind of every other game, win-loss, win-loss. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it's, you know, they're playing well. They could use an extra piece. Could Towns be the extra piece that helps push this thing even further? He could be, right? But he could also be the piece that kind of derails some of the things that have taken place here, because Anthony Edwards rising up and D'Lo moving out, and this thing having a clear pecking order uh, on the court. It's Anthony Edwards number one. Leadership, Mike Conley probably sitting up there pretty high. Austin Rivers. So how does Cat coming back either alter, enhance, or upset? the dynamic is going to be something really interesting to watch probably toward the uh, the end of the month. But, yeah, D'Lo, I hope you enjoy your time in Los Angeles. Thanks for helping the Wolves get back to the playoffs last year. Great game against the Clippers, but having an adult in the room is going to be helpful yeah. for, for this team right now. Absolutely. So, all right, dudes, um, over on Purple Daily today, you can find reckless draft speculation with our guy Thor Nystrom and a bonus episode kind of laying out now that the Super Bowl is over, some of the big decisions that the Vikings have to make. Are they going to be smooth sailing and easy or are they going to be drama filled? And we will go through each one of those on Purple Daily. Mackie and Judd back at you tomorrow with uh, the official end of the write that down season results. See you guys.